0: Night tonight, you know. Well, no, you know, you know why? I'm gonna tell you because I just read a note here that jerseys brought back the uh, old uh, American uh, custom of tarring and feathering. Oh yeah, yeah, you hear about the guy that got tied and feathered in Jersey? Oh, <laughs> You'd think they actually did that, did you? Yeah, a guy was tied and feathered. Since so they 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 uh, they put roofing tar on him and they threw a bag full of feathers on him. <laughs> you know I, it's funny that's the first time I can ever recall ever actually hearing about anybody actually having it done to them I mean tarring and feathering I mean that would be a terrible thing to have to explain when you got home from work you know covered with tar and feathers and all that you so, said well you know the gang got together uh, I just uh, <laughs> I don't know how, how would you get it off I mean that's another question of course that's the whole point of it but uh, you know that brings up a whole uh, a whole new uh, um, I, I hate to say it, but it's a it's almost a whole new uh, uh, vista in uh, well in uh, justice. You know, n- nostalgia is a big thing these days and and uh, obviously tying and feathering was big. <laughs> it's coming back. Who knows next? you know, can't you see this judge sentencing this guy to uh, seven days in the stocks? And, uh, you know, he's sitting down here on Herald Square, and he got these stocks, you know, with his feet sticking out, and all the people walking past looking at him. And, uh, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's speaking of, of ancient uh, penalties, um, now that uh, we brought up the subject of tarn, leave it, leave it to Jersey. I mean, Jersey's a very gutty state. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, have you ever heard of guys getting ridden out of town on a rail? You ever heard that expression, Jersey? You know, they ought, they ought to ride that. Bum ride a town on a rail. You've heard that? Well, how's that done? I wouldn't know how to go about riding a guy out of town on a rail. I just don't know quite what the technique is. You mean on a hand car in a rail? No, you don't ride him out of town on a rail. That's a bag bad punishment about that. I mean, a guy goes to work that way a lot of times. That's not punishment. I'm talking about, why is it a punishment? How do you ride a guy out of town on a rail? On a train? Oh, no, 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 no. Has it, has it occurred to you, Joe, there are other kinds of rails? There's rails that the type of Abraham Lincoln split. Uh, there's all kinds of rails, not just train rails. You're very literal mind there. I mean, when guys were being ridden out of town on a rail, <laughs> that was even before they had railroads. Now, the question here is how is it done? I mean, uh, there must be some fans out there. You know, when I say fans, I mean fans of justice, I mean real justice. Now, uh, tarring and feathering, I suppose the tar has to be heated to the right consistency, right? I mean, uh, when, you, when you take the guy down, and, and I presume you don't do it over a suit. I presume it's done uh, uh, in the buff, isn't it? Well, I don't know. See, these are all technical problems that we're going to have to straighten out since it's quite obvious that what with the, uh, the cuckoo nostalgic world that's taken off, we're going to have to know these things because eventually some, uh, some judge is going to bring back drawing and quartering. And uh, I don't know whether or not we have any people that are technically up to it. Do you know how to draw and quarter a person? That sounds real wild, I mean, <laughs> draw and quarter. Uh, let's see, there were some other penalties, too. Uh, how about the rack? That was a good one. you got to have the equipment, though, for that one, I understand. You just can't do that. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, the thumb screw. Uh, the thumb screw. Now, the thumb screw is fairly easy to, to operate. Uh, yeah, all you do is, uh, uh, if you really want to do a good... You don't really need uh, classical thumb screw equipment to do that. You can use the ordinary uh, Sears Roebuck uh, home carpenter vice for that. You just put the guy's thumb on the vice and start tightening it up. And, uh, you know, tenor... Maybe 15 good turns of the of the vice there, and he's willing to confess to damn near anything, right? Okay, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Of course, the Iron Maiden, we all know about that. That would that would make a wonderful uh, uh, nostalgic uh, thing to bring back to the tombs. Uh, The Iron Maiden, of course. uh, uh, you have any, other, any others that you might know about? I, I, uh, I don't know what they call that when they hang you by your thumbs. Now, I, I don't know whether that has a technical name. You know, you hang the guy up in the air by his thumbs, and he sort of hangs in midair there. Uh, that's quite similar to the rack. So we have to salute Jersey. Would you give me a little Jersey salutation music there, Joe? Anything that you've got, that's fine. That's good. That's that's classic Jersey stuff there. So tonight we take this uh, opportunity once again to salute our forward-looking state, just our, our neighbor here, just on the other end of the Holland Tunnel, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you notice that's the end they collect the dough on, of course. Good old Jersey. And uh, we would like to salute Jersey for bringing back the tarring and feathering, which has been lost so many years to American fans of justice. Uh, we presume, of course, that there are other plans in the works. I don't know. I any mean, I'd like to interview this guy. When did you first realize, sir, that uh, your neighbors had decided to tar and feather you? Well, uh, <clears throat> well, when they rolled that veil of tar up and they had them, all them feathers in that bag, I figured something was up. Uh, sir, did you uh, have any difficulty explaining it to your friends when you got home, looking like a big speckled bird? I mean, looking like the cookie monster, eh? <laughs> Oh,
1: Susanna, dust off that old Oh, dust off that old my sea sea. Yes. My hands are Sing it out, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your father's here, <laughs> be mother's here It's time we had the
0: father's now, participated. Don't, don't think I'm taking justice lightly, friends. I believe completely in justice.
1: Take off that old
0: band, oh, band. I mean, a little thumbs work never band hurt a guy, band really. Band Just gives you a bad hand and a couple of fat knuckles for a while. But not that. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. That's very nice. Just let it run out. That's all. Very good. Thank you, Jersey. (laughs) Well, I don't make the news. Where did it happen? You want to know where it happened? I mean, isn't Jersey enough for you? Actually, it's Mount Holly. You never heard of that either? Joe, I'm surprised. You're living down at the bottom of, of the great pit, the abyss of ignorance. And while on the subject of the pit and abyss, how about a commercial? Hit it there.
2: Well, How much does this new car cost?
0: All oh, right, including white walls. Oh, tinted glass,
2: reclining buckets, disc brakes. Well, how about electric rear window? Oh. The true cost of a new car is what you pay for it the way you want it, not strict. The Datsun 610 Luxury Economy car comes with all those extra standards. Things other cars charge extra for. Plus, full carpeting, electric clock, center console box, and lots more. The Datsun 610 delivers great gas mileage, low maintenance, and high resale value, too. Take a test drive in a Datsun 610 four-door sedan, two-door hardtop, or five-door wagon. Compare costs, true costs. You'll discover the Datsun 610 is a bigger bargain than you thought. Uh, go in and see
0: your local New York, New Jersey, or Fairfield County Dotson dealer. And make the scene there
3: uh, big and draw one of them little little old things around there. Uh, okay, Joe, hit it. There's no trick to selling cheap clothing at cheap prices. There are plenty of schlock stores in New York. <laughs> it's awfully tough today to give you good quality clothes at schlock prices store. that still make sense. I'm sorry, but I speak as a pro. There's no such thing anymore as good clothing at low prices. You've got to give up something if you want to stretch your buck. Gramercy Park suggests you give up the fancy storefronts and nonsense that goes with the old way of buying clothes. If you're in the market for a new suit, a coat, or slacks, and you want to get the best quality you can for the dollars you spend, go to Gramercy Park Clothes in the factory building at 61 West 23rd Street. Go upstairs through the big iron gate. You'll see a lot of clothing with today's look. Clothing made for a man who likes good things. Glamercy Park is open to 7, on Saturday to 6, and on Sunday from 10 to 5. The address is 61 West 23rd Street, New York.
0: Oh, yeah, that was very good. Yeah, hey, you know, also, you know, have you thought how uh, how effective would it would be to bring back uh, public lashings? Oh, sure, you know, you get seven shots of the cat of 9 tails Actually, the... the uh, the punishment was meted out by the number of strokes one got. You know, different strokes, etc. Uh, the uh, the judge would actually say, "You you get uh, seven. You know, you get seven strokes, six strokes, nine, depending on you know how long you were parked and all that stuff." Give you a shot there. Uh, That reminds me, this Sunday, the arts and leisure section of the New York Times has a great new look. (laughs) It's been redesigned to make it easier to use, you know, bigger print so that you don't have to move your lips when you read and all that. And the content has been changed to make your reading so much more interesting. They've cut out all the big words and stuff. For the first time this Sunday, the Times gives you capsule theater reviews on Broadway, Broadway, Off-Broadway, Off-Off-Broadway, Off-Off-Off-Broadway, and Jersey reviews. The New York Times Arts and Leisure section gives you the same kind of help in choosing movies. I mean, what would you do without the Times? You may just find yourself going to a few good movies once in a while. I mean, you know, and enjoying a play that you've been told you shouldn't enjoy, you know, all those things. But uh, nevertheless, uh, if you'd like uh, the New York Times to help you out uh, through all those little uh, squeaky parts of life, uh, you pick up this weekend's Times. It's big and fat it weighs seven, maybe 15 pounds. It's nice, it's beautiful paper. Uh, You can also get it delivered at home. They'll bring it out in a pickup truck. It's MU70700. You call them. They'll send one of those little quarter tonners out. This is uh, WOR New York. Speaking of rich and redundant, uh, (laughs) that reminds me, (laughs) the money button is leaking again. Yes, friends, if you need a long mileage tire, get General's 40,000 mile dual steel radio. Built with a smooth riding radio ply body and two strong steel belts for puncture protection. General dual steel radio, the first polyester and steel radio accepted by Detroit. As they call it out there. That's Detroit for original equipment use. In Long Island City, see John Crowe. He's your general tire specialist at the General Tire Service, Northern Boulevard at
2: 38th Street. And figure it out. Sooner or later, you'll own Sooner or later, you'll own
1: generals. I'm Fran Allison. On nights when you have trouble falling asleep, you know, what great. are some I'm of from the things you do to help? Well, well, I sleep with my yeah. head at the other end of the bed. Sometimes that helps. I eat. <laughs> <laughs> I do relaxing exercises, starting with my toes, and I'm usually asleep before I reach my shoulders. On those occasional nights when you have trouble falling asleep, and exercise and counting sheep just don't seem to work, try Compose. Compose simply relaxes and unwinds you, so your body is able to fall Asleep more easily. Of course, by falling asleep more easily, you're going to feel better the next morning. So take Compose on those occasional nights when you have trouble sleeping. If you're not satisfied in any way with Compose, mail Compose the box top and they'll send you double your money back. Remember, the more easily you fall asleep, the better you feel the next morning. Compose. Use only as directed. It's guaranteed.
0: Okay, very good. Sooner or later, hey, we have a, yeah, you know, oh, that's all right, pal. You can you, you can relax. You can relax. I'm through with the commercials here for a while. That's right. We put them aside. There our giant squirming bag of pitches. <laughs> hey, you know, speaking of pitches, and uh, yeah, and, and you know, this nostalgia thing is really getting wild. It it it's getting to the point where uh, you don't know whether it's. Uh, whether it's a madness, a sickness, or, uh, you know, what it is. Uh, do you know what's coming back, in case you're interested in uh, in that uh, wild scene? Had a call. from work. Had a call? Did you ever hear a had a call, any of you guys? You didn't. All I can say is, where the hell were you in the 1950s? You mean to tell me you weren't around in that time? You don't know what had a call is? Now that's how fame is. Do you know that Hatta at one time, very briefly in the in the 50s, was one of the biggest fads in America has ever had. And as a matter of fact, one night they filled Madison Square Garden, and you'll never guess who they filled it with. Bob Hope and Bing Crosby appeared there on behalf of Hatta And you don't know what ha, Call is. <laughs> I can't believe it. No, I really can't. Uh, had a call. No, no, that's that's amazing. See, I have a theory. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose a theory right here, and I want you guys to listen to it. I have a theory, and it's really not a theory. It's based on all the years I've been in, in mass media, and it's it's really that people remember very little about their lives, and 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 for that reason. Uh, since they don't remember much about their lives, and very few incidents do they actually remember. That uh, if if you were to ask a man, it would be fascinating to me to take an average guy, and I'm not talking about a dummy, I'm just talking about an average person. Let's say a guy that's 40 years old, and he's an average intelligence. He he uh, he lives in the suburbs. He has a job, and sit him down in a chair and say, okay, now I'm going to give you some some I'm going to give you some blank paper. And I want you to write down on this blank paper all you remember about your life. And I'll bet any money the average guy wouldn't be able to fill up a page and a half. <laughs> it's very interesting. And, and and I've seen this come about. And I think this is, you know, I believe this is one of the reasons why uh, This so-called nostalgia is a big thing in America because we, among all the people in the world, remember very little about our lives. And I think it's because most people don't live much of a personal life. Most of their lives are vicarious. In other words, your life doesn't exist while you're watching canon. It simply doesn't. Uh, your life does not exist while you're, while you're watching uh, Robert Redford. It, just, it doesn't. You're, you're, you're just a, a nameless, faceless, sexless intelligence sitting in the dark, absor- absorbing or reliving or living. And incidentally, it's important to remember, it's a fictional life up there on the screen, not a real life. And so ultimately, hardly anybody has any reality that he actually can recall. And a lot of people distrust reality very much. They would opt for Paul Newman any time. And I think one of the reasons why we're very uh, distrustful of our politicians is that Paul Newman hasn't run yet. We would feel very good if we could get Newman in. <laughs> you feel, you know, now somebody's in charge that really knows what law and order is about. When I saw him clean up Tombstone, and, uh, you know, and, 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 and I, I think there's a lot to this. And since you don't remember Hatter I'm impressed with you, especially since you guys were in media in those days. Hatter was created almost exclusively by media. Did you know that? Yes. And I'll guarantee you it was right here on this station. Uh, now, I'll read to you what it's about. And this comes from Orlando, Florida, in case you're curious. It's a, it's a headline, and, and it's part of the whole nostalgia thing. A popular joke of the mid-50s, Ask How had a call, an alcoholic vitamin tonic, got its name. Well, I had to call it something with the corny punchline familiar to billions of Americans at that time, who purchased more than forty million bottles of the crummy tasting liquid back in the mid-fifties. <laughs> it was a it was a it was a medicine. It came on it came on, don't you remember the name Dudley LeBlanc? He was on all the commercials. Senator Dudley LeBlanc. But as American business has been quick to discover, yesterday's corn is today's nostalgia. The latest bidder for the slice of the nostalgia profit pie is this guy, Robert Brock, he's an Atlanta truck driver turned entrepreneur who is resurrecting call from the limbo of forgotten national fads. Hattacall is as American as apple pie, says Brock, who purchased the trademark, and that's what we're selling, the piece of America. Why everybody remembers the fifties? to promote the potent tonic Brock and Orlando marketing, so on. They've, they, they, they've, they've, uh, they're bringing it back. And, and it came out of, out of Louisiana, for those of you who don't know anything about it. Now, I want to tell you something about that. I can't believe that you don't remember it. Had a call, spelled H-A-D-A-C-O-L, swept America so fantastically. Now, I remember, because I was in school at the time, and I remember, yes, I was at, at Indiana University, if you want to know where I was school to you always means uh, ps1 or something i wasn't uh, we called it school huh what's that i don't know what you're talking about joe that that infuriated you but that's where i was and i'm going to tell you i was i was there when a train came in they had trains they went around the country they called it the had a caravan <laughs> they and, and i was i was went down to cincinnati because this came in and it had bob hope it had groucho marx It had uh, Mickey Rooney. It was the biggest star thing that ever happened. I mean, it was much bigger than any star stuff of today. And these guys traveled around the country in this train. They would put on a gigantic show in town. Bob Hope. I'm talking about Bob Hope. I'm talking about Bing Crosby. As a matter of fact, uh, it it says uh, Dudley LeBlanc. See, he was this guy that, that supposedly invented it and he he came on with his commercials if you don't remember it, his commercials would start out he'd say i've sent it a deadly bank and i mixed up the first batch of had call back in the backyard using the wash tub i realized that americans needed a real tonic they needed something that brought iron and vitamins into their life and i invented had since that time millions of my friends and neighbors have gotten healthier and stronger and bigger because they use had what he didn't say was it for, it was 40 percent alcohol it would, you know, smoke would come right out of your ears. And old ladies who were, you know, were part and parcels of various uh, 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 church groups, you know, that didn't believe in drinking. They certainly brought a lot of hatticoll, and they would sit at home and, and, and drink this hatticoll and eat Ritz crackers. <laughs> By the way, Ritz crackers and hatticoll made a nice combination. And the old ladies would sit there and drink hatticoll. It was it was all part of health. See, now here's who traveled in the hatticoll. The hatticoll. Circus that they called them the greatest medicine show on earth. It toured the country with such superstars of the period as Bob Hope, Milton Burl, Mickey Rooney, Groucho Marx, Burns and Allen. And the way you got into these shows, you brought two box tops of off. <laughs> it's fantastic. And and this guy made uh, during one 15-month period, he sold more than 25 million dollars worth of Hatikvah. 25 so you can see it was a big deal 25 million dollars worth in 6 months 15 months rather and uh, and in 6 months the entire thing was all over the bubble had burst and it's gone and you don't even remember it now that's fascinating Uh, they also had uh, there was a big hit record I'm surprised you don't even remember that it's coming back. In fact, they're bringing it back out. A 78 RPM re-release of the 7 million record hit called Had a Cold Boogie. <laughs> had a Cold Boogie. And uh, it had such great lyrics. Like, for example, here's a, here's a typical lyric. Rooster and the hen, they was dancing in the shade. Rooster done the boogie while the hen laid the egg. Did you ever hear that? You didn't see that's Obviously, it was here, and it went right through your head. I'm, what I'm saying you is, you did hear it, but you didn't retain it. That's the important thing. Uh, you just simply didn't. It was a big national story, and and all the radio stations, all and television. By the way, it was 51, remember, 52 or 53. It was not prehistoric days we're talking about. All the television and everything was saturated with had a call spots being done by people like Rachel Marx and Bob Hope and Mickey Rooney and all us today nobody remembers it fantastic now that's true nostalgia see I've always said that nostalgia that you see on, on, on uh, you know the, the so called nostalgic uh, uh, family situation comedies and TV are nothing at all like the periods for example none of the music of the period is ever brought back the real music I'll give you some suggestions Joni James. She was bigger by far than Fats Domino in the in the in the fifties, right? Uh, Eddie Fisher. He was he was fifty million times bigger than than Fats Domino, and yet he's never mentioned. Every time they show a, a a a nostalgic sequence, they always show a bunch of kids in the drugstore, and mysteriously the Fats Domino records are playing. And he was not that popular. <laughs> Compared to the biggies, I'm talking about, they were really big. Oh, by the way, among kids, oh yeah, Pat Boone was the biggest thing since bottled beer among kids. Oh yeah, absolutely, sure, fantastic. And and uh, and and none of this stuff is ever ever brought out. Now, if you're going to talk about uh, you know true nostalgia, true nostalgia is the way it really was, now, as opposed to the way people later rewrite it to be. So so in the in the nineteen fifties there were people whom you never even hear about. You know who was who was tremendously big in the fifties. I mean, I'm talking about the fifties, sold millions of records. It was a it was a lady singer, now recall this, a lady singer who sang very elegant versions, mostly of folk songs. Okay joe stafford you mean you don't remember joe's big you never hear it and you know who was bigger than any of them at the time in fact he had his own television show he was so big that his tv show was on at prime time like 7:30 at night and uh and no this guy played the piano and he sang nat cole Nat Cole was was fantastically big. You mean uh, get your kicks on Route 66? This was all. Uh, this is the real 50s, you know. As opposed to see, I think I think that that somehow today we like to think that that, that rock was big in the 60s. It was not, or 50s rather. It simply wasn't. Uh, it became big uh, in the in the 60s, but earlier than that, it was just a a small thing compared to the really biggies of the time. Uh, uh, among others, uh, can you? All right, who, who else can you think of that was big at that time? I'm talking about performers. Oh, absolutely, Rosemary Clooney, fantastic. Come out of my house, Rosemary Clooney. Wherever she went, 50 million people would go. Yeah, in fact, the Clooney sisters. Uh, Rosemary Clooney was another biggie of that that period. Yes, Perry Como. I, I mean, Perry Como was enormous in those days. Art Ford who Mary Ford I don't I can't understand what you're saying uh, uh Les Paul Les Paul was an enormous star in those days uh and and well Ernie Ford is still big see I'm talking about people that have disappeared Ernie Ford is still around but I'm talking about in the 50s big in the jukeboxes where people went in Plainfield New Jersey and ate pizza uh, Ernie Ford was not <laughs> in those places. But I will say this, Joe Stafford was. Uh, I will also say that uh Joni James was fantastically big in those days. Uh and then who else would you think of? All right? do you remember the guy that sang in the rear? Who, who sang Dance, Ballerina dance? La da da dee 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 dee. Yeah, he was another big, yeah, little echo chamber. Here was another one of his things. Racing with the moon, high upon a midnight, that's it. You remember that? Who was that? Juan Monroe. Yeah, none of these guys are ever mentioned. You, you, you see all this nostalgia stuff, and they never really touched the real thing thing was very different from what uh, is being passed off as nostalgia today so when you say had a call everybody looks at you blankly they <laughs> don't remember had a call <laughs> that was bigger than bottled beer uh, and there were other things that were big uh, what are some of the fads of the 50's that they never seem to relate to in any of these shows maybe because the guys that are writing them have no memory of their own life either that's the problem really uh, what was what was the what, the big one of the big things in, in the 50's uh, as a fad I mean just fantastic swept the country like hula hoops that's right I mean it was really enormous I mean uh, it, it, people lined up down at Macy's to buy hula hoops it's insane you did too right Mark <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden it was all over just man zap gone uh, what were some of the other biggies now, now uh What's that? Hmm? No, no, no. I'm talking about stuff that was big. You know, you're just telling our little things that were around. Now, now, movie stars, too, have disappeared that were enormous in the 50s, and nobody talks about them. Guy Madison. I mean, Guy Madison. Who, do you remember uh, Mitchell? Do you remember Guy Mitchell? Remember him? He was a singer. What, what else did he do? Uh, I mean, people like... Uh, Don Cornell, there was another biggie of the period. Uh, you don't remember him? Oh, I can't believe it. How about, uh, uh, well, Fabian? How about Bobby V? <laughs> all those guys. They were much bigger than, than Fats Domino. Was, but especially, I remember all those teenage magazines, a big picture Bobby V. And uh, they all had names like that Bobby V, Jimmy D. I, I suspect that one of the biggest guys of that period was the late Bobby Darren. Oh, I mean Bobby Darren was, uh, you know, tremendous in those days, and uh, these, all these guys made movies. Annette Funicello, I mean, was <laughs> was another big, big star of the period. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you see those old movies. Once in a while, they'll show up on TV, you know, and and out of that be the real thing, you see. And in the in the crowd playing bit parts, you'll see Don Rickles. Yeah, you know, Don Rickles was always playing the heavy. He was playing the guy that ran the candy store. You know the bad guy. Yeah, uh, did you know that? Yeah, you just watch He things. Well, before we go any further, speaking of heavy, we got a couple of commercials. Hit the button there, please. <laughs>
2: tires. Stop by your Chevron dealer and get the answers. Most Chevron dealers carry a full line of Atlas tires, and they know tires. Tires like the Atlas Steel Radio 70, it gives you a smooth ride, long mileage, and the extra added strength of steel radio construction. Now's the time to see your Chevron dealer about the Atlas Steel Radio 70 tire. And
1: Take the Chevron. Make them clear. It's a grand union of all
0: those things. Union. Yeah, grand union. You grand union, grand union. Where's my stuff? Oh, he's still singing it, guys. Grand for long st- every
1: day. It's a grand union of
3: all those things. It's a mark Green. Weekly special. Can't you see this chorus out there? This guy wearing his pink shirt,
0: running around his tinfoil shoes. Yes, here are some grand buys at Grand Union this week, friend. As USDA choice, corn-fed, boneless beef roast, $1. eighteen a pound. Top round, bottom round, or shoulder, golden ripe bananas, 15 cents a pound. Get the big banana at Grand Union. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, Tony Martin, of course. Uh, he was big. Uh, and, and the TV shows of the period, of course, Perry Como was fantastic. I mean, he had that giant TV show of that time. Uh, Mitch Miller. Who? Mitch Miller? Well, um, well, I'll have to, he'll, he'll give it to me there. I can't read the lips there from you. You guys are very bad at it. Uh, Well, yeah, Milton Berle, of course, was big on television. We're talking about singers. You know, singers used to have their own TV shows, very big. Uh, Peggy Lee had a big television show at the time. Uh, uh, Here's another one you probably don't even remember. She was very, very big. Margaret Whiting.
2: Yeah, younger than springtime.
0: (laughs) Margaret Whiting. She also, one of her big hits was How Are Things in Glockamora? And, And then there was the guy... Oh, well, yeah, Dinah Shore, the Dinah Shore show, you know. See the U.S.A. in your Chevrolet. You know, come (laughs) on. And let's see. uh, and, And none of this stuff is ever mentioned, you know, in these nostalgia bits they do. And yet that was the real stuff of the time, the real stuff of the time. One of the big promotions of that period, by the way, in the automobile world, everybody of course remembers the Edsel that was a big thing in the 50s. and that was really tremendous. but one of the big promotions in, in the uh, in the '50s, uh, and I, and I remember hearing it, it was all over radio and all over television they were promoting. they were looking for the name of a car. and in fact, I remember Waller Winchell was on in those days. Did you know did you, did you know that at that time Waller Winchell had a television show? Oh yeah, he 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 had a he came out with a hat and he did a variety show trying to imitate uh, Ed Sullivan and uh, Walter, yeah, the Walter the Walter Winchell show. And uh, he they, they had this big promotion and they were trying to name a car. What was the promotion? That a national contest to name the car. Now you're going to say Edsel, and I'm going to say other that they did have a contest to name the Edsel, yes. But there was another car that they that they they were trying to name. What was the car? and uh what was the uh what was the uh you know the whole circumstances around it? It was a big thing in the at its day well i'll tell you you probably won't even remember it. They had a national contest it was all a lot of big people involved on national television and uh and uh Walter Winchell spearheaded the thing and and in fact, the whole uh, culmination of the contest came. they announced the name of the contest on the Walter Winchell television show. <laughs> and the, the winner was applauded. And the name of the car was the Henry J. You mean you don't even remember that? You don't even know there was a car as the Henry J.? Now, that shows you how little you know about a time you think that you, uh, you know, you know a lot about. The 50s, everybody thinks he, that you know, no star No, the Henry J., which was the Kaiser Fraser uh yes and they're, they're small they came out with a small car, and they were one of the first people to ever build a compact in america and they brought out the Henry j It was just too early for compact cars well and, and there was another car the 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 leading joke was of course, was that you couldn't tell whether it was coming or going, which end was going which end what car was that that is correct the Studebaker. <laughs> yeah, that's right the Studebaker. that was pure 50's in fact they even came out with one model that had a little propeller on the nose do you recall that and when, when you drive the car the propeller would spin <laughs> it was right on the nose that was uh, who designed it there was a lot of uh, advertising about that a lot of publicity about that who designed that car you mean you've never heard the name uh, Raymond Lowy you haven't. Let's well, see. There you again. The 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 true fifties has have eluded you. Uh, he was a big uh, big deal at that time. Uh, now, uh, what are, what are some of the other things you can remember of the period? I mean, uh, the, 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 let's say we're in the uh, uh, we're in the uh, well, for argument's sake, uh, uh, who was a big columnist of the period that is long you don't even hear about him anymore? He was number one. Around in in uh, in New York, everybody read him. It was a very hip thing to read. You mean you don't remember John Crosby? Everybody quoted John Crosby. If you didn't know that. You ever hear the name? Okay, John Crosby was a very erudite television critic, and uh, he suddenly uh, you just don't hear of John Crosby. He was the Herald Tribune, uh, and who else was a television critic of the period? Jack O'Brien was very controversial. Uh, And another one that was very uh, hot at the period was Harriet Van Horn, television critic. She never didn't do uh, endless politics, but she was always into television. And and, uh, some of the big guys of the 50s, you talk about nostalgia, can you tell me who was bigger than, say, in the 50s? He was so big that he was given a show opposite... Opposite uh, Fred Allen, or rather, opposite uh, uh, Ed Sullivan. And he was supposed to b- knock Ed Sullivan right off the air, which was the number one show in the 50s. Tremendous, no, the Ed Sullivan show was. And he was given the time right opposite him. Who was it? A comic. Who? No, you're wrong. He wears glasses. Steve Allen. That's correct. Steve Allen was, was a big fad in, the, in, in that time. And before we go any further, we got some commercials. We better lay them on you.
1: (laughs)
2: Chevron. Your Chevron dealer is an auto specialist who can offer all the things your car needs to keep it running smoothly, like Atlas Steel Radio tires. They'll give you sure traction, smoother handling, and a safer ride than ordinary tires because of their strong steel radio construction. Now's the time to see your Chevron dealer about the Atlas Steel Radio 70 tire. To emerge from a movie musical, it's a most unusual day. Is probably one of the best loved of them all. To it we've met, held hands, fell in love, and dreamed impossible dreams. It's a most unusual day. It's a song that reminds us of all the great songs that made the American musical so much a part of us. The bandwagon, Three Little Words, Summer Stock. Now imagine combining these great numbers with brand new appearances by some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Elizabeth Taylor, Fred Astaire, James Stewart, Debbie Reynolds, Mickey Rooney, Liza Minnelli, King Crosby, Donald O'Connor, Eagle Lawford, Gene Kelly, and Frank Sinatra. And you've got That's Entertainment. It's more than a movie. It's a celebration. That's Entertainment. Order. We need it now. Rated G. Yeah, if you missed it,
0: uh, it's coming back again. Check newspaper ads for a theater near wherever it is that you hang out. <laughs> All right, okay. Now, you, you, uh, what about a product? Now, you know, products are also fads. I mean, fads. I'm not talking about popular. They're fads for a while. There's a whole big thing about them. Okay, I'll give you one. It was nationally advertised all over the place, and it was an electrical appliance made by a famous used car dealer whose nickname was Madman. You mean you've never heard of Months TV? Madman Months? Well, oh, that was one of the big fads of the 50s. He had he had ads all over the place, and they were advertising them on television and on radio. You remember Matt? All right, I'll bet Orville does. We're talking about fads of the 50s. What television set was made by a famous used car dealer, Orville? Muntz TV, Madman Muntz, correct. <laughs> and wasn't that a national fad? I mean, they had advertisements all over radio, television, mad, and it, and they had... Madman months would make personal appearances all over the country. Oh, boy, you guys don't remember yesterday, I'm telling you. Very few of you do, you know? And, uh, what was one of the... All right, we'll bring in another one of those. Uh, what was the, the fad appliance of the fifties? They advertised it on television constantly at night there was always a guy saying if you ordered this within the next twenty minutes you would also get a free set of dinnerware frozen frozen food lockers and you buy the frozen food locker and they would supply you with food every week they would come and give you hamburgers and all that stuff Oh, what's the matter with you guys who was the guy that did all the pitches at night on on, uh, new york television always selling storm doors And big glasses. See how fame is? It's bleeding, friends. This is WOR New York. Stay tuned for In Conversation.